SEP Fanfic Readings presents Accidental Proposal by C.J. Red. Chapter 9. Revenge is Sweet The next day, Hermione sat down for dinner and looked around somewhat surprised. Half the Ravenclaw table was missing. "'Where is everyone?' she asked curiously. Theo looked at her innocently. "'We're all here, love.' Hermione shook her head and turned back to the Ravenclaw table. "'At least half of Ravenclaw is missing,' she mused, looking up and down the table. Draco grunted, handing her some juice. "'Hmm, fancy that,' he said, just as innocently. Hermione narrowed her eyes at him, but he just smiled at her and plated her food. "'You were late. You better eat up. Don't you have some study group with Ginny tonight?' he said, with a wink before turning back to talk to the other Slytherin whose name she couldn't remember. Hermione wanted to press the issue, but he was right. She was rather late. So she grabbed her fork and ate quickly. The next day at lunchtime, a large section of Hufflepuffs were missing. Hermione's eyes narrowed as she took in the table. Theodore, she said slowly. He turned, smiling at her. Yes, my favorite sister. What did you do? His eyes widened and he adopted a pained tone. What do you mean? She glared at him and turned as Draco sat down. She knew it was him because he was the only one who sat by her besides Theo. Draco, what did you do? He held his heart, looking deeply wounded, before he smiled at her. I just got here. How could I have done anything? She hissed out a breath and turned to Zabini, who was across from her, looking just as innocent. I did nothing, he said in a bored tone. Hermione stood up, grabbing her sandwich. Fine! I have to go to the library. Theo sighed and grabbed his sandwich, too. I'll walk her, he said wearily. Hermione threw him a dirty look. I don't need you to walk me to the bloody library. I can take care of myself. She yanked her bag up and stormed off, knowing she was overreacting, but hating that they were keeping secrets from her. She just knew something was going on. Every Hufflepuff who had insulted her in the last month and a half was missing. Draco watched her storm out with a small smile on his face as Abini asked, "'That time of the month?' Theo choked on his food and glared. "'Don't even bring that up!' Zabini was laughing, but stopped when Ginny Weasley sat down, glaring at them all. "'If you just did what I think you did and didn't involve me in the plot, I am going to hex you all to oblivion!' Draco grinned at her. "'The bastards in your house are next.' Ginny leaned forward, her face full of glee. "'What are we doing?' Theo sighed and then smiled at her. "'I think puking pastels should do the trick again. That way it can be easily blamed on a virus sweeping the tower common rooms. We gave the puffs fever fudge.' Jenny's smile was wide. "'Brilliant! What are you transfiguring them as?' Draco shrugged. "'We are having the elves put them in their cups, while they're invisible, of course.' Jenny looked deeply impressed. "'That's simply dastardly! Let me see the list so I can add anyone you don't already have.' Draco looked at Theo, who nodded, and then handed over the list. Ginny smirked and pulled out her quill, adding six more names. "'You forgot three ravens and two puffs. Get them tomorrow, just to confuse a lot of them.' Theo laughed. "'Done.' The next day saw around thirty students rushed out of classes for stomach upset. Although a majority of them were Gryffindor, other houses had missing students as well. The only house unaffected was Slytherin. When they were questioned, they simply shrugged and said it must be their perfect health. After all, they hadn't had fevers that week either. 
Perhaps something was going around the other common rooms. The headmistress had the elves clean all the common rooms and attempted to show the proper amounts of upset. However, having a rather good idea of what was going on, she couldn't really find it in herself to intervene. From that point on, strange things began to happen to anyone who was rude to Hermione. The DA passed information to each other through the coins. Usually, within a single class period, the problem was handled in a very Slytherin manner. Draco had taken the time to explain the situation to Neville. Coming from a pure-blood family, he understood perfectly what was going on. Ginny reassured everyone that McGonagall was going to turn a blind eye, as long as no one was seriously injured. Theo told them that she wanted it handled quietly. Everyone nodded grimly, and Michael Corner had coins made for the Slytherin eighth-year boys. At first, the coins burned almost three or four times between classes. After about a week had gone by, it was down to only once or twice, and after two weeks, it was only once a day, if that. If Hermione noticed what was going on, she didn't say anything. Madame Pomfrey had finally demanded to know what was happening to her students, but after a short conversation with Draco, who used his Malfoy charm to his advantage, as well as the fact that Poppy had always liked Hermione, she started actually turning students away if the hex was harmless. In fact, the nurse had rather a good time telling them that they needed to start working with their housemates and friends to figure out the counter-curse. Minerva had nodded and smiled at the nurse when she had heard this. "'I agree, Poppy.' This is a good practical lesson for them, she then whispered. It's not the younger students, is it? Poppy looked affronted. Of course not, Minerva. All fourth years and above. Minerva's smile was wide. Good. Carry on, then. Once the students figured out that Madame Pomfrey wasn't going to help them when they were hexed, almost all attacks on Hermione had ceased. Neville had indeed made the Room of Requirements into a sanctuary for the eighth-year students, just as Hermione had predicted. And the first day none of their coins had burned with the name of someone who had insulted Hermione, he threw a party in the room, inviting all of the Slytherins. No one told Hermione what they were celebrating, and she was too excited to see her brother and his fellows accepted by her friends to really care why everyone was so thrilled with themselves. Although the three Slytherin girls kept to themselves, they were smiling and laughing with everyone else. Theo smirked at her as she sat down, sipping her fire whiskey. "'Doth my eyes deceive me? Is that my sister, the know-it-all squat, drinking at school?' Hermione snorted into her drink and rolled her eyes at her brother. "'Oh, shut it, Theo. I do break the rules, you know.' Draco sat down on the couch next to her and snorted. "'No, you don't, Granger.' Hermione was about to defend herself when Ginny sank down and said in a laughing voice, "'You don't know her very well if you think that.' Hermione breaks rules all the time, really. She just needs a good reason to. Theo sat up, looking highly intrigued. Do tell. Hermione moaned. Can we not do this? She asked Ginny pleadingly. Zabini sank down and said, What are we doing? Hermione smirked. The she-weasel was about to expound on how many rules Hermione has broken. Neville sat down, pulling Luna into his lap and chuckled. We don't have time for that, do we? Hermione flushed and glared at Ginny, who was laughing as she rubbed her hands together. "'Let's see. Where should I start?' Neville smirked. "'How about first year and the troll?' Hermione groaned and sank back, covering her eyes with her arm as Neville told them all about her battle with the troll as a first year. By the end of the night, the Slytherins in the room were looking at her with fresh eyes. Draco was staring at her in shock. 
You really fought a mountain troll first year. Pansy Parkinson interrupted him. I would like to talk about that charm that spelled sneak all over that girl's face, because that was simply brilliant. Zabini was nodding, his face showing shock and admiration. She came up with those coins fifth year. That's some serious magic right there. Michael Coroner nodded eagerly. That's what I said. Tracy Davis spoke up. Can we talk about how you all can do Patronuses? Because that's amazing. Ernie McMillan smiled at her. We can teach you if you like. By the end of the night, the DA had agreed to teach the Slytherins and everyone left in good spirits. Theo had his arm wrapped around Hermione as they left. He was a bit tipsy and had a goofy smile on his face as he smiled down at her. Hermione, you are amazing. Hermione laughed and handed her brother off to Zabini, who rolled his eyes. Come on, mate, let's get you to bed. She was still laughing when she felt an arm at her shoulder, and she turned around to find Draco looking down at her, his face rather pensive. She raised an eyebrow at him, and he shook his head. Theo is right. You are pretty amazing, he said softly. Hermione flushed and felt her pulse start to race. Walk me back, she asked breathlessly. He nodded, and they headed back silently. When she went to bed that night, she couldn't help wishing that he had tried to touch her or something before he had dropped her off at the portrait. There was such a thing as being too much of a gentleman, she thought in irritation as she fell asleep.